0: Hey, it's Jeremy. Hey, it's Mike. We are the
1: Fighting Photographers.
0: A podcast where we talk photography, gear, and life. Hey, Mike. Hey, Jeremy. How's it going? It is good. It's good. Nothing. Yeah. We're here again. Again. Still trying to figure this whole podcast thing out, but, you know, that's, that's part of the fun of it. <laughs> it. It is.
1: And they'll only get better. Right. For those of you who can't see what just happened, I winked at the camera. You're missing out. So, check out our YouTube channel.
0: That's right. You can see my new haircut. That's I right. was going to make some weird lie and say I shaved my head or something just to get people to look, but. No,
1: no. It looks good. I'm oh, jealous. Man. I have no hair, which is why I'm wearing a hat. So, Mike, so here's the question for today the topic. It's styled shoots versus quote unquote real shoots. All right. Right? So, it's... the difference we obviously know what a styled shoot
0: is. Right? Tell us, anyways. Right. What, what, what would we, what would we, or what would you, maybe I'll just dis- dis- disagree with you. How do you describe styled shoot?
1: So styled shoots, I consider highly planned. Mm-hmm. They they usually involve a model or at least someone model like probably atypical, not a normal person. Mm-hmm. They don't look like me, Mike.
0: <laughs> right? Got it. I, I can picture it. You now. can add, see if i making this easy for
1: you. <laughs> Uh, You know, and and you might have a makeup artist, depending upon the styled shoot, you might have planned a location and Mm -hmm. it might not be one you normally shoot in. Mm -hmm. You might rent studio space. You know, it might be somewhere more exotic. Maybe you're shooting in New York City because you're on vacation or you're going to be visiting somewhere. Um, And, you know, maybe you've chosen Clothes, like so, you've you know meticulously, or you've even got a, a stylist. Mm-hmm. It's not unusual to have a style shoot where you have somebody come in that um, has a wardrobe that you can use, or that you borrow, or you buy in return and leave the tags on at the end of the day. And, I've mm-hmm. seen that as well.
0: We've, I was about to say we've all done it. Let's be honest. But <laughs> I'm not sure I have. I'm, I'm just. <laughs> I'm not. A- there's certain companies out there that are easier to do that with than others. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: Right. So, so to me, styled is really that you're, you're kind of putting together a, a whole package mm-hmm. and it is not typical of, of maybe the normal person shoot. Sure. We can get into kind of commercial photography where everything is naturally
0: styled. Sure. Sure. Uh, but you know, if so, you're shooting... so would you then say too? I think um, at least where a majority of our time is spent um, is typically like wedding and portrait industry. Um, right. I think, So, so kind of a little bit, I would say niche uh, for this podcast, definitely focusing more on, on that, that industry. Cause I would agree with you. I mean, commercial, um, commercial shoots almost automatically you kind of add in those, those factors, not always, but, but generally there's a lot more, um, involved in, in a commercial shoot. So, so today we're kind of already caveating, like this is more focused a little bit on wedding portrait side of, of the photography industry. Yeah, makes um, sense. so yeah, cause I agree. And I agree. I think that's, that's a great, um, that's a very holistic version and picture. I mean, style, like say a style shoot can be as in depth. It can include all of those things, or it could, you know, maybe have one or two pieces or parts of it. Um, but any sure. version or any combination of all those things, um, is definitely so that that's sort of well i think we can we can agree there i'll, I'll give you well mm-hmm. we can agree on that that's a uh, rough to a good start or now let's fight yes.
1: <laughs> so I, I will say that you know we, you know, we talk about portraiture and, and mm-hmm. weddings are kind of funny because in a way weddings are a styled event it's true right you have that's a venue they have a makeup and hair artist a lot
0: of money and time invested it, into it, it, styling yeah. <laughs> right
1: now while you're not picking your your model Mm-hmm. at that point there's definitely kind of a more styled uh you know type of shoot an event everything's planned yeah. the entire day right mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. i i think that kind of fits into a styled shoot category just by its nature so even if you have a photojournalist approach mm-hmm. there's a styled aspect yeah so maybe it makes more sense to concentrate more more portraiture type things when we might be talking about family photos or senior photography
0: hmm. um yeah well i think I mean, I I agree with you. Yes, absolutely. The fact of, yeah, there's a lot of, like I said, time and money invested into styling um, a wedding. But I think as the artist, oftentimes what we are drawn to or why we're drawn to these styled shoots um, or workshops or, you know, things like that um, is uh, oftentimes to, at even sometimes just simply just build our portfolio. So, right. um, I would say no matter what, whether it's wedding or portrait, we're like, Hey, I just, I, I want to go and I want to add some really cool images or really specific images to my portfolio. So I'm going to sign up for, uh, this workshop because let's be honest, half the time you're like, I don't really care what they're saying. There's, there's a styled shoot at the end of it and I want, to do, <laughs> right. I, just, I want the portfolio pictures and maybe I'll pick up a few tips here or there from the actual workshop. Or I think a lot of photographers realize most people are actually more interested in the actual sh- portfolio building, the styled shoot, and so they have even cut the workshop out completely and they just offer styled shoots. They do all the effort, they, they pull together their resources and they create a, you know, sign up and just pay your money and come and take some great pictures of this shoot that I've put together um so I think I think it still applies to both so, right. both scenario or both wedding and portrait um in the sense that uh there's a few and and there's a few things that you know we're going to touch on today as to why we th- I think um they can be really beneficial um and I think also there's definitely some pitfalls along the way
1: Right. Um, and, and, yeah, and, you know, we've, we've you know, at a lot of these topics we, we, we've, we you know, talked about previously and, and I have the, the sense or, or the kind of the the opinion that photographers in general shouldn't be using styled shoots in their portfolio. Um, most of the time when I've seen these, they are other people's styled shoots for one, the mm-hmm. things you were just talking about, mm-hmm. right? It's really they're taking a pictures of other people's work is what that feels like and and sometimes it's more marketing and advertising that may not be representative of what their clients are actually getting Hmm. when they go to shoot them right and and you know when you go to those workshops or people are setting up a group shoot for a styled shoot those things are not anything like what your your typical Uh, for most Mm -hmm. not always right you know portrait session for folks or things like that you know obviously if you go get a portrait from chris knight everything is you know he's high-end portrait photographer everything is super styled but most of the people you see these natural light photographers out in fields backlit Mm -hmm. kind of the typical thing and every once in a while you'll
0: see them with this super hyper stylized kind of (laughs) image um, you mean that wasn't just their neighbor uh, next door who hired him for a family portrait? Yeah, and, and you know,
1: the, the, <laughs> you know the, the, the BTS all of a sudden has, you know, uh, the makeup artist and, and the hair, the, the person doing hair and, and the, the person helping person with lights fan and the person their, of the air, fan, right? That's right. <laughs> and And, you know. But at the end of the day, when they're, they're you know, their customers go, it's just going to be them and, you mm-hmm. know, the, uh, the camera, a couple of lenses and they're out in the field and there's nothing wrong with that. There's not a judgment on that, but, right. you know, it seems a little bit deceptive.
0: Right? Sure. So then the question is, um, I think you bring up there is that, is it, is it deceiving to your client to incorporate, to blend in images from a styled shoot with your everyday clients and blend those into a single portfolio?
1: I think so. I, I, I think so. There's, it's one thing to maybe have a better shoot. You know, mm-hmm. you always go for optimal images when you're shooting sure, for your sure. client. Um, but the environment or, or just, just the client, they're not all models, you know, and even if a model looks like a regular person, you know, they don't know how to move. So yeah. they might look a little bit more stiff or the facial expressions might not be there. And, and so I think, again, it, it feels a little deceptive. I think the closer you can get hmm. to how you really shoot, uh, yeah. I think maybe it becomes okay. Yeah. But, but you know, it tends to be one thing or the other. You either see these really styled <laughs> shoots. Sure, sure, sure. Or not.
0: Yeah. Right? And, and we'll and I think we'll talk on that a little bit later um, in terms of, like, I think there's definitely some good ways that you can use styled shoots. Sure. Um, but, but for now, in terms of, like, Deceiving or not deceiving for me, that is hard. That's it's tricky because um, I've, I've in, in, over the years I've attended workshops and there's even some. Sometimes they'll actually have really strict rules on image usage, um, and sometimes they don't. And, you know, right. some, and so I think. Um, but to your point, one of the best ones I remember early on. They actually the one of the requirements was is that I mean the images you take they're yours to use. But um, if you post them, you had to post them in a way that you could credit essentially the, the workshop that you could credit the stylist, the creator, you had to credit the team of people that were involved in producing that image. So you still owned the image. You pushed the button. you, You still was your artistic creation of creating that single photo, but you also were acknowledging the, 10 other people, um, which meant you could only really use it on social media where you could caption tag people or on a blog post. So if it, it couldn't go directly into your portfolio because portfolio is just a body of images with no text. And I think to me, I was like, that is one of the best ways to do it because it's still allowing you to say, Hey, here's some really creative stuff I, I made which is great. You want to show off fun, creative, maybe out of the box images. um, And you want future clients to maybe see that to drive, uh, you know, different traffic to your website and to, you know, hopefully maybe to create a new line of client. But um, that to me, I think was definitely one of the best ways to handle it because you're being upfront, you're being clear, um, but you're still getting to show off the images because, um, because, yeah, I think, you know, this one I think we both agree on. Um, when you just drop those images directly into, into your portfolio, um, when you're mixing it with, you know, your analogy of, say, you have two side-by-side, a family in the field um, that you took on a Wednesday at noon. Right. Um, because that's when the family was available, that was a client, they booked it, etc. Versus the, the family, the, the model family that was hired, that brought in a stylist that you were able to choose perfect lighting scenario, um, mm-hmm. etc. The two are are not going to be the same, um, and so when you when you have a little bit of that in your portfolio, maybe that's that can be good for you as a photographer to learn from right. to be like, hey, like I need to educate my clients more on. Maybe I can show them, hey, this was, you know, a less ideal session, and here's a ideal session. You can use it as a tool, but when you just start like feathering those images into your portfolio and not you know acknowledging that these were paid models, right, right, (laughs) Uh, yeah, I think that can be a little bit deceiving (laughs) because I'm going to hire you and be like, man, I can't, I want to, I want to look like this family and can yeah, you know, let's go to that same field and um, even at the end of the day, the photographer could use all the same equipment and the images potentially might be a bit of a letdown to that client because absolutely, the photographer, what they didn't get to and, and um, they didn't get to in that, you know, they just created pictures of this really pretty model or this model family or whatever. Um, That's it. Period. They didn't really learn anything. They just, everything was spoon fed to them. Right. And you know, monkey see, monkey do like I, for the longest time, always joked about my friends that like live in, you know, the mountains of Colorado, like literally go stand on that hilltop. I mean, put on my 70 to 200, sit back here and like click, boom, magic. And, you know, it's like, and and again, not to downplay, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, a lot more to it sometimes, but you know, these just, I mean, the background is beautiful and oh, environment matters. I was
1: going to bring up, I was like, it'd be like, well, you know, when I go out to visit, you know, some of my family out in the Northwest, you know, Mm -hmm. me going to the Oregon coast and putting in a portfolio, of, say me shooting a family cliffside at Cannon Beach, right, right, and and then but being in Ohio, and going see what
0: I can do east at on the lakes at on the you lake at Eastwood river, Metro Park, right, right. it's not <laughs> going to
1: look the same, <laughs> it just uh, isn't. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, so a lot yeah. of that matters. And, it does, and, and but I think if you're open to your client, and I think you know, I think that's good. I mean, there are people. Um, you know, we've, we've both traveled for photography and that's definitely one of your things. You Mm -hmm. brought up Colorado, you shoot a lot in Colorado, you've shot, I think on the Oregon coast, we mentioned it, um, you know, in California. And, and so for having for you in there, but you know, the example of maybe somebody, your average local family photographer who Mm -hmm. isn't getting those opportunities to all of a sudden have something completely unrealistic, unrealistic, I think plays all into it, but you hit on a good point, you know? You want to move in a direction and sometimes using those styled shoots to help show people maybe this is what we can do, mm-hmm. is, is, I think, is a good use of, that, is use of that as long as you're being honest about it um, and you're not lying to your client. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to look just like this. Trust yeah. me, man. Yeah. Photo is going to be great. Um,
0: right? That then, I think, is a great um, kind of so, little transition, but I think what when you say that what uh, something that's been a really key part of my business for a long time is this term we, we use, um, we call it the ideal client. Um, I attended a workshop, man, probably eight, nine years ago. Um, that did end with a styled shoot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we can talk, we'll talk actually about that here in a minute, but the whole three day workshop was all about, it was more focused on business and marketing and identifying your ideal client. So, how do you, how do you identify them? Well, first you have to know more, you have to be really introspective on like who you are as a business, as a person, then you have to then transfer that into like, how do I reach that person? Like you have to know who that person is. So we spent a whole day literally like writing up, just working through who is the ideal client all with the end goal of creating a funnel starting maybe the widest net being like your website. Or you know some of those really just easy like people could accidentally stumble across. So That's the big wide net. But the second they're on your website, they're already in the funnel. Right. And so how do you funnel them? The the colors. The, I mean, it's all that basic marketing stuff. Um, there's a freshman year writing class. One of our our books was everything. It was titled Everything's an Argument. Right. Um, the text font you use, the colors, the first image that pops up on your website. It's all speaking to someone. Um, or it, it's drawing them in or it's pushing them away. It's doing something. It's, it, is, it is doing something, period. So we learned all about that and creating that funnel. And within that, one of the biggest things was obviously like creating imagery to draw in that ideal client. So if your ideal client is, you know, if, you, if, if you're like, hey, I, I started out just shooting my friends, you know, in a field, and I really want to grow into doing more, in-home styled sessions with, with families or with couples and things like that. But I I want to do it, but I only, I, you know, I only have, I don't have it in my portfolio. People only buy what they see. How do I get that in my portfolio? Now I think this is where we can, like I would say a style shoot or a workshop. Um, That's where those come into play. That's the benefit of those is like, I can add these images to my portfolio. I can, I could spend six months paying you know maxing out credit cards if i have to 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 book every single styled shoot workshop that does in-home sessions so that i can build a portfolio and practice how to do it and i think that practice part to me that's the key the key of a quality workshop where it's not just you know show up pretty people styled done and just push the button but it truly involves a skill that you're improving Um, we talked before this podcast even about like, Hey, I want to learn, I want to learn studio lighting, having a paid model for that in a workshop is key because I'm not wanting to learn about how to pose. Right. So I want to have a model who can just move on her own as I don't, it, it sounds bad, but like you almost in that scenario, you kind of ignore the person you're taking a picture of because, I'm focusing on the angle of my light or the placement of the, the the flag or whatever it might be. So I'm really focusing on a skill that doesn't involve the person so much, but you still need a person there to help practice. So if there's a skill involved in the workshop styled shoot, I think that's what elevates it to a, a beneficial component. But again, if it's just purely show up and take some pretty pictures that's, that's when you, then it can, it starts becoming like, I yeah. don't know the, the the purpose of it. What's the goal of it?
1: And, and I think it's okay to have, have marketing material, you know, for advertising, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. They just think it's a stretch. Sometimes we do see photographers and, and we all know them where, you know, most of their portfolio might actually be made up with stylized things and it's stuff they're paying for, not what they're getting paid for. Hmm. Um, an example of, of kind of the same thing, you know, I attended a few photography conferences and I was in a session with Chris Knight. I mentioned mm-hmm. him earlier yeah. and uh, love his style. Really cool. And, and, you know, he, he has very studio lighting focus, which yeah. is I, I'm into and, you know, yeah. I get the lighting. So I wanted just to hear it in person yep. <laughs> yep. and meet the guy, be able to ask some questions. And, you know, Lindsay Adler mm-hmm. uh, happened to be in there as well. And it ended up being, you know, a, a great session and, yeah. and everything. And he's showing his, uh, set up and he had a pretty regular guy as his model if you've ever seen some of the stuff
0: where we have got maybe some
1: gruffy older guy i've well, even and seen him like he'll that.
0: pull he'll just pull somebody from the audience too sometimes and, and use them you know yeah, yeah. so he, he does pull a regular person in
1: and he does great and it's a good learning experience and at the end you know everybody got an opportunity hmm. to to go up and shoot i personally don't take those opportunities hmm. And, and but what I do is I pull out my phone, I have my gear with me, I have my camera bag. I take it to every session I go to when I go to these things. Um, but I'm taking pictures of kind of how he staged things or, or kind of what the where, lighting yeah, is, where the know, light is where, set where up where it's what, angled right Yeah yeah, yeah because cause that's,
0: that's that's the learning, right. I mean, again, like because sorry to cut you off, he set it up. He right. set up the light, he put the flags and he put the stool in perfect relation to, and you, so literally exactly. 10 people could walk up and they're going to take essentially the 10 of the same exact photo. Exactly. And then throw it in their portfolio. And look at this awesome studio shot I created yep. with lights I can't afford. And with, and, <laughs> and I did, you know. you know,
1: and I, and he shoots, you know, he, he shoots, uh, I think he still shoots pro photo. Yeah. I think at the time he was shooting, you know, you know, you know, and, and everything and, you know it's it's great, and you get to see, and, and he'll do some things, and I like to be there and go, okay, uh, I wouldn't have thought to do it that way or place it exactly like that, and you're picking totally. up these nuggets of knowledge. Totally. But you know, without a doubt, I would say six months later, I'm on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I see <laughs>
0: that grumpy old guy. That grumpy <laughs> old
1: guy, and I was like, oh, Chris Knight posted. No, it was someone from there workshop, yeah. had posted it, and and going back to you know something we sort of you know touched on earlier, he didn't mention that it was at a workshop mm-hmm. in the post. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not going to call anybody out, but it was really like they set this up, and it yeah. stood out, and at least in their Instagram portfolio, because yeah, I clicked, I was like,
0: oh cool, another yeah. portrait artist, right? Yeah. Or maybe like, oh, what have they been doing since then? Right. Like that, that could be like, it was this, maybe. Excellent point. Yeah.
1: Maybe it had a real impact on their style and they're showing that. And then maybe if you go back, you can see how Mm -hmm. it's impacted them since then. Uh, but not, not in that case. Sure. Sure. Right. So that's kind of where you start to go, no, that's not really representative. But if Mm -hmm. you take those things and maybe you incorporate it into it, maybe that's what I want to do. I would love to shoot more of that type of portraiture. Yeah. Um, and that's finding that ideal client and starting right. to massage your images. But you you have to
0: be able to also make them yours mm-hmm.
1: and not somebody else's.
0: Yeah. I think something I've done a lot over the years is um, I basically do my own style shoots. Um, and and it doesn't, again, the outcome can be, could be equally as deceiving. There's still an aspect of, of, of using a model and a stylist and things like that. Um, but for me, ironically, I mean, you know, living in the Midwest and, um, we have a couple months of pretty slow, you know, bad weather, kind of the winter blues kicks in around January, February and that creative bug, you know, where I'm refreshed, I'm rejuvenated from the end of the previous season. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. And I got nothing to do. Um, you know, I've got this empty studio. And so, um, that's where over the years I've, you know, we've done them together. We've Mm -hmm. pulled in. You know, uh, whether it's just super simple, you know, pulling a friend or a model and, or other times we've done a little more elaborate stuff. But, but again, like in that sense, again, we, that benefit of having the ability to pull, you know, like your own styled shoot together, Right. I think can fight off that burnout, if you will. You know, so, so again, there's good side, the good side of, you know, keeping your flexing that creative muscle and, and, and getting to using styled shoots, um, in a positive way.
1: And, and I will say that even from a, a marketing and advertising perspective, you're one of the people I think who does it right. Because even when you do your styled shoots, they still fit your well style, mm. right? So, so, you know, we think as photographers, we have to think more beyond clicking the, the, the shutter. Yeah. Right. there's everything before and then everything after the way right. you edit and how you're kind of calling those images to fit yeah. kind of what your thing is. Um, so I don't think I've ever would have put you in that category and I didn't even think about it, but yeah, I've been in your styled shoots where I've come and assisted or, or shot also. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, I've never, I never would have, you know, put it that way. Cause when you do it, it is your, your, you're adapting or, or trying to seek out a new client or you're very clear i'm just flexing some creative muscle look yeah. at this this cool shot
0: yeah so so i think the to so i think we would say yeah there's there's a temptation sure. to deceive or there's not any temptation. i don't think it's i don't, I don't think the goal intentional, i would say, right? yeah sometimes it's not intentional maybe if it is yeah, that's a whole think, other issue right <laughs> Good luck on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: they won't be around long
0: to worry no, about anyway. It's it's not again. It's not malicious intent, but I think sometimes as creatives, you know, we just see really pretty things and we're excited to show it off. Um, so you know, even taking the taking the the bad intention out of it completely and really allowing it to to still you know just be, there's still a danger there. Um, you know, I think as creatives right. especially, you had to fight against it. Um, you know, uh, and so using it the positives, yeah. Whether it's learning a new skill, you know, whether it's like I want, if I want to learn learn lighting or I want to learn how to pose better, um, I'm gonna choose. There's some amazing photographers out there that create supernatural, emotive images, and I'm always been drawn to like big emotion and you know things like that. So they're the ones that I follow and I seek out and I love watching their behind the scenes videos or their Instagrams because right. you get to see like. Like you said, I'm their end goal. Their end pictures are beautiful, but I actually I love seeing their behind the scenes stuff. What I can learn in twenty seconds of a, a behind the scenes clip goes way beyond staring at their portfolio. Um, and that's what I think people overlook so many times. To your point, you're dead on. Like that behind the scenes cell phone pic of Chris Knight studio setup is replicatable. Like you can right. take that with you to your living room or to your full-blown you, studio you, you it doesn't matter it your
1: own because you're actually learning what was done versus right. just looking at that And they say it's kind of cliche but you know it's about the journey not the destination yeah right. and the
0: whole like what's in your bag question yeah it's kind of neat like oh like okay like there's a to a degree i think we talked if gear matters or not right See episode two <laughs>
1: <laughs> wink another wink
0: <laughs> uh yeah, but like as right. you said, it depends. You it know, depends, so yeah. what's in your bag? That question can be fun just to chat about, but how you use it. Why do you use a 70-200 right. for this shot? Or why do you use, you know, this lighting setup for to create this look? Um, and I think that's the growth and the maturity that creatives, the journey that they take. It goes right. from I just want to take pretty pictures, which matters because if I don't take pretty pictures or I don't have a portfolio, yeah, well, then I'm no not one's going to pay me.
1: That's right. I'm not getting paid at that point, right? Then
0: you move on to, okay, I went the first workshop I went to was I want to create pretty pictures. Now I'm like, I want to learn something new. Right. I'm just bored. I'm That's... burnt out. I'm whatever, you know, like so sometimes it's like I don't even care if anyone sees these but me. You know, exactly. I know I know you resonate with that. We I always give you a hard time. You have a portfolio that no one's ever seen never seen <laughs> yeah. Instagram never, never, see. never
1: gets updated website so site never gets updated I'll shoot and I, I I keep it and because it's about sometimes it's about being creative and, and sometimes it's about learning I bore easily mm mm-hmm. and, and so I always like to try new things you know you know we've ventured into video now and, and we're doing that sort of work and you know yeah. always the drone kind of videography and photography is, is different and you know Talk about portraiture as kind of a passion, something i like to do more, and I want mm. to start a project this winter during the dead time when there's nothing else to do in Ohio and you never know what the weather's going to be like. Yeah. Um, but I'm also at the same time watching landscape photographers on YouTube.
0: I love, I, mean, it's amazing. I, I, I know I seriously, the, the last three people I just followed are all wildlife or landscape photographers. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm like, I've already, I Googled 400 millimeter and 600 millimeter <laughs> lenses. like for no reason, but I'm like, that's what I, I need. And, you know, it, 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 going back to Gearhead, I'm like, obviously if I had that it, lens, it would be perfect. Happen to live who, in who Norway. Does, who, doesn't, <laughs> who doesn't need
1: a 400 millimeter 2.8? What's it's just
0: same. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm moving to Norway with my 400. I, I know that's the only that's lens right. you need too, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I think you said it earlier. We'll recap it, but it's 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 keeping it realistic, you know, um, keeping expectations real. At that point, you're good. but I don't know what else Any, anything else? I feel like we've
1: No, I, I think I think you made you know the, the really good points about how you use it and being able to use it to grow and learn as well. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's good when you're working with another creative too. You you mentioned tagging during the workshop mm-hmm. and I think you get additional benefits, you know, maybe we can touch on another future episode and that's about collaboration with mm. other creatives. Totally. Um, you know, and, and being kind of that open about, you know, how you're working and who you're working with and kind of the effort that goes behind these images instead of showing it off as just your own, maybe that deceptive part when it's just thrown into a portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's good ways to use styled shoots as a part of your portfolio. And other times I think it's much better to, well, keep it real.
0: Is that your life motto?
1: Yeah. Keeping it real. You know me. <laughs>
0: it's tattooed on your back. That, that's right. Back. <laughs> that's right. It's, it's, it's a giant
1: Eagle and it, and it, and it, and it, holds, it doesn't say E pluribus unum. It says keeping it real.
0: I like it. I like it. Um, well, yeah, I love it. I think, I think that's just, it's a, hopefully a good reminder. I know for us, for me, you know, it's, um, it comes up. It comes up a lot. Sometimes I'll fight. Have to fight against, you know, that little tick. Uh, and I see something. I'm like, that looks different than what they normally post. <laughs> don't comment.
1: Don't comment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jeremy's just like block, block, <laughs> block, delete. I usually get there. I'm just mm-hmm. not as mm-hmm. decisive as you yeah, are yeah, at the yeah, moment.
1: No, no I, yeah. <laughs> then I don't have to worry about her seeing it. You know, that's it's, right. It's cutting that dishonesty. out
0: cool man well until next time
1: Till next time man
0: dope All right. Peace.
1: when i was a kid my dad used to say don't let anything stand in your way stand tall think clear don't let them see I ain't fear. fear <laughs> Look at that camera.